Hello and welcome to A Very Full Plate, the podcast where we're all about real food talk with real parents. Your hosts for today are Amy, a natural foods chef and mom of two, and Emily, a professional home organizer and mom of three. Take it away, ladies. Hi, friends. Thanks for joining us. I'm your co-host, Amy. I turn parents into kitchen ninjas to help them feed their families healthy food more often. I'm all about balance, real life, and having fun in the kitchen. You can find me at cookingwithafullplate.com and my Facebook page of the same name. Hey, guys. This is Emily. I'm a professional organizer who helps my clients simplify their lives so that they can experience harmony in their homes again. You can follow me on Facebook or Instagram or visit hallharmonyhomes.com. Come along with us while we celebrate our small victories and laugh at our challenges. And thank you so much for listening. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to A Very Full Plate. This is Emily and Amy's with me today. We are having one of our episodes where we have a topic to discuss together. And this week, we're talking about something that hit home for me literally uh, the past month because my two-year-old broke her femur unexpectedly. And what we want to talk about today is how to help a family who is going through any sort of, whether it's acute emergency or major health crisis or life crisis in some way. I know a lot of moms know we need each other to get through these harder things. And um, I'm excited to have Amy's input, but today we're going to review four main tips that we found. And what do you think? Are you excited about this topic, Amy? Excited might not be the right word because I wish that nobody needed this, right? But I also, you know, through my own experiences recently have realized how important it is for us to support each other, um, as my family has needed support. And I've watched as your family has needed support. And also it makes me think about all the times that I had friends who needed support. And sometimes I did the right things. And a lot of times I totally didn't. And I only realized that now in being in a time where support is needed that I could have done better. And so I'm excited to cover this in the sense that like, I hope that we can take some of our wisdom from our own personal experiences and our experiences with others and just help people who want to give help. And then as you were talking, I was realizing it's also not just for people going through a hard time though. Truth be told, I'll own it. I came up with that title because this could totally apply for your friend who just had a baby or um, frankly, like someone who got married and is coming straight back to work. So it doesn't have to be all bad things, right? But like there are plenty of times where we need a village and that village doesn't necessarily exist in the way that we need it anymore. And so I'm thinking of this as like four tips for helping create the village that we all need or something. No, I agree. As an alternative. Anyone in any kind of life transition or struggle um, or, you know, even you feel like you see a sign that someone's not doing so great and how to step in appropriately. Um, I agree with you. I think, I think that the best helpers are people who have already been through a hard time yeah. because they know, they identify with you. They recognize what's happening. They're not clueless. They're not in la la land. And I always find the people who help us the most are the ones who probably still need help, but are like, let me help you because I know what this is like. You know, what's so funny is I was thinking like, I am way better at helping people who had a kid now that I've had a kid. Cause I realized that like, oh my gosh, you need a lot of things. And it makes me think that what I've also realized is you need way more help after you have your second kid than your first, but it's also where help is more absent because you're not a new parent and 
you know, everyone's like, oh, you've probably got this nailed. And I'm like over here, like, oh my goodness, I don't have anything figured out because now I'm two human beings to keep alive. And so I think that there's like a lot of places where these tips really come in. Obviously, we focus mostly on food. Most of them have something to do with food, but I think that they have broader applications also. And we can talk a little bit about that as we dive into each one. Yep. I 100% agree with you. Let's get started with our first tip, which is to bring staple foods to the family. What are your staple foods that you want in your house? (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) Well, I think staple foods, if I were talking about them, not in like bringing them to someone might look a little bit different. But one of the Mm. things that a friend did for me when I had my first baby that was so, so helpful was just bring like a bag of snacks but like kind of healthy snacks, right? So like nuts and dried fruit and fresh fruit and chips and crackers and those kinds of things. And I had always been of the mindset of like bringing a meal to somebody when I was helping them because it seemed so obvious. But I lived off those snacks for like at least two weeks. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was really like, that's something I do a lot of now because I wouldn't underestimate how much it helps to just like have a full pantry. Mm-hmm. in yeah. times where you aren't necessarily able to like think about food. And not only that, but like when you have a newborn or when you're going through this, you're usually rushing in and out the door and you're rarely sitting down to a hot meal. I mean, not that yeah. a hot meal isn't welcome, but the stable foods are the things that get you through the day. They're sort of like the bare minimum, at least I had an apple and some nuts. Like, <laughs> Yes, totally. So what are some of the staple foods that you would want to get? For us, it would probably be a lot of fruit, um, some vet, like easy to chop veggies, obviously, um, like some sourdough bread and then things like bars for us are big, mm-hmm. like healthy bars that are not all sugar things that are, you know, we like RX bars. We like Epic bars. We sometimes eat Lara bars. I mean, that stuff helps because I can feed them to the kids and to us on the go and it's protein and it's filling. So those more filling healthy foods are are huge for us. And of course, you know, potato chips and seltzers and things like that, that we just live off of. Um, And they don't go bad. So even if you're like, I don't need it, it can hold on to it for a long time. Um, Something else that has worked really well for me, things I've done for other people, and then things that have also worked that people brought to my house was like, Um, for my best friend, when she first had a baby, I made chocolate chip cookie dough. And then I like froze the cookie dough in single serving scoops so that you could like just put one in the oven and make a cookie, which isn't necessarily the healthiest thing, but there's definitely ways to make it healthier. But the fact remains that like comfort food is comforting for a reason. And so I love the idea of like, making it something indulgent that someone can enjoy in a time where they might be struggling with either nursing a baby or handling Mm -hmm. a sick kid or whatever it might be and have something that makes them smile. Like who does, doesn't smile with a warm cookie. And I'll try and remember what, how I did that and share it in the show notes. So you can check there. Um, Another thing is like quick breads and you can totally do like gluten-free versions or healthier versions that are like maple syrup sweetened, but quick breads are so awesome because they can freeze either in the whole loaf or like in slices. So like Mm. banana bread or something like that. And I love the idea of being able to grab something that's like homemade and a little bit nourishing, but also feels really good to your soul because it's something that reminds you of 
maybe when you were younger or that sort of yeah. thing. And yeah. we'll give you energy at the same time. And I seriously lived off quick breads when I first had a baby. So I think yeah. that's really helpful too, if you want to make something. Yeah. And I, um, I had a friend who, well, you, you might've heard of um, Kara. Uh, Roman, her husband is going through chemo. And so that gets more sensitive, right? Because the diets change. But um, in their case, I found the easiest thing I could do to help them was to um, order them a bunch of stuff on Thrive Market that I knew was healthy for him to be ingesting. You know, mm-hmm. it was like coconut oil, like all those staples, like more like cooking staples when you're like, I'm trying to just make smoothies and eat really clean. And that was a great place for me to, it just showed up at their door. I, I couldn't get there. So sometimes the staples can come in the form of like either Amazon Prime or whatever. Um, I've totally so sent, so we have a fresh membership and I've totally sent like an Amazon fresh delivery to someone in a city that has it of just like, here's a bunch of groceries and it's not like pretty or wrapped or any of those things, but it is soul feeding. And for folks who want to listen in on Kara's journey, it's episode 10 of the podcast and you can find that on our website, averyfullplate.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she has a super interesting story. Before we go to our next tip though, you brought up a question for me, which is how have you successfully navigated both telling people and asking people around their personal like dietary preferences to make sure that the things that you bring are things that they'll actually eat? Um, I think, I guess if it's someone close to you, you may already know, but sometimes I'll ask someone who's closer to them so that I don't have to bother them and say, Hey, like almost like if they've got someone who's sort of refereeing the process of needing help, or if they've got a mom or a sister or a best friend, I might reach out to them and say, do you know what they love to eat? Or do you know what their favorite tea is or something? Cause I want to send them something to let them know I'm thinking of them and to give them a little lower stress. So typically I try to avoid going right to the stores unless it's like your best friend. And in which case you pretty much know. Yeah. Um, that's, that would be my approach. Um, and it actually reminds me one thing that happened to us when it first happened, like what would, has happened to us has been more physically than it is mentally draining um, because there's not so much worry. It's just, it's a simple break and it's just more like trying to keep the life of our life going um, while we wait for it to come off. So one thing that I, I decided this time I was going to take help because a lot of times I'm like, I got it. I would grocery shop with a newborn. Like I was just like, I'm on it. You know, I'm not on it anymore. I'm totally off of it and I'm barely getting by. So when I had a friend reach out who just said, what can I do to help? It was a friend who basically taught us how to eat well. And I was like, you can bring me food because Mm -hmm. I know you're going to bring me all this stuff we really need and all this stuff we know is healthy and tasty and good for kids. And I knew she was someone who couldn't come spend time with me. She was someone who had to do something from afar. And the next day she showed up, her, her assistant showed up with like three days worth of food. So I think sometimes if you're the one it's happened to, if you can immediately think like this person can help me with this, this person can help me with that because you have preferences or you have allergies you know, do that in your mind if you have the capacity because it worked out so well for me. Whereas my other friends where I wouldn't really be so sure they would know what we eat. I'm like, can you just come over and spend time with the big kids, you know, or play dates or whatever. So yeah. I think asking for help is like the hardest part. And if you are someone who similarly to us is going through, you know, a challenging time and could use some support, I hope that you take away from this to like 
be generous in your asking for help and you will have opportunities to be generous with others later. Mm -hmm. Like other people will also need help. One thing I do just want to note is I wouldn't let not understanding someone's dietary preferences be a barrier because as much as it can be annoying to like have food that isn't what you're going to eat. I've seen it with my mom and dad where my dad is on this keto diet, but my mom just really needs help is like, she has been so grateful when anyone has brought anything because it's a sign that they're thinking of her, whether or not it's something my dad can eat. And by the way, she needs to eat too. So, you know, you could feed a caregiver or like whatever it is. And then it's like doubly fantastic when someone who actually understands the keto diet, especially because it's so trendy right now, makes a meal that she can feed my dad. So it's like, yeah, it's awesome. And don't let it be a barrier to helping. This is true. And you, and people do forget that other people in the family need to eat, it, you know, besides the person maybe it's happening to um, or need things in general. Yeah. Um, so that's a really valid point. And I agree. It's sort of like the love language is like you're giving a gift. You're saying, I'm thinking of you. This may not be perfect, but I want to help you. You have yeah. support. I'm here. And it almost opens up the conversation of what else do you need? Because yeah. I'm here and I'm ready. Exactly. Okay. We're going to come back to that one because I want to get to our second tip, which is making meals that work anytime. So I love this tip because I think so often it's like people think of someone going through a hard time and they like make a casserole, which is a dinner and that's great. But I also think like things that are a little bit more versatile. So salads that will keep like a kale salad or a coleslaw or something like that would be fantastic um, that you can pair with other things. You could make like an egg casserole because people love breakfast for dinner as we've been hearing on the podcast recently, or they could eat it for breakfast. And I think breakfast is an often overlooked meal. And this actually goes to what I was talking about with like the quick bread concept as well in that you could store it and keep it for a long time and then enjoy a quick bread as like a snack or breakfast or even dinner if you really needed to when you're in a pinch. Yeah, I think meals that are go in breakfast or lunch or dinner are great. And maybe even like a pre-marinated meat or something would be great. Um, I love that. I'm going to stop you because I'm going to put in the show notes a recipe for chicken marinated that goes in the freezer from sweet peas and saffron. It's one I've shared on my Facebook page before, but I just love this concept of like putting chicken in a marinade, sticking it in the freezer, and then someone can defrost it and make it anytime. And I think that would be like such a fabulous thing to bring to somebody who doesn't know what their schedule is going to look like and doesn't know what their life is going to look like, but needs to be able to have food on hand. Yeah. Yeah. And I even got like, you know, yeah, I had some people bring me meals and then to augment, they would bring something that's easy to whip up on the side. Uh, you know, whatever it is, like quinoa or something, um, that's as faster than normal process. Um, that's a cool idea is to like, I mean, you have to obviously gauge someone's situation, but if it was like stir fried broccoli, which doesn't really reheat well, cause then broccoli is overcooked. You could like chop up the garlic and the ginger or whatever it is, like make a little container of sauce, give them the broccoli and be like, here's how you put this together. Yeah. Yeah, <sighs> exactly. So it would like give a little bit of flexibility in terms of like, you don't need to eat this right now. Um, but you can enjoy this and it's super fast to make on the side of this like main that I've made. That would be cool. Yeah. And I like, um, my friend actually brought us frozen pizza crusts, which was huge because she knows that I would prefer to assemble it 
You know what mm. I mean? But it, it would be so easy for me. She brought like tomato sauce and pizza crust. And then it was like, okay, all I need is what I feel like putting on it. I love that. That's uh, like a meal kit made for yeah. your preferences. That's a really good idea. Yeah. yeah. I was really appreciative of that one. And the kids were too, you know, you have to also think about, oh God, my kids are picky, are not picky, but they're not like me who will be like, all right, I'll eat whatever, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, put it on this yeah. plate. Yeah. <laughs> Is it cold? Whatever. It's fine. Um, yeah, I think meals that work anytime, um, like you were saying, like, you know, tacos or what have you, or eggs. I mean, not that you would make eggs, but bringing eggs is huge. True. Um, I was saying you could do like a breakfast casserole or something though, because you could totally have that for breakfast or dinner. And maybe I'll try and find a breakfast casserole link that I can include too, if you guys want to go to the show notes. Yep. Yep. A breakfast. Yeah. We'll try to make this a reference for like, if you're really in a bind and you need to bring someone something, you can just go pick our recipes. I like a quiche is fabulous. I mean, that's something you can eat anytime. If you, if it's in your repertoire, I mean, a quiche, egg, egg egg baked stuff too. is like cheaper. If you're someone who's like, I want to help, but I can't really, you know, dish out a whole meal to somebody. It's like, make a quiche. Yeah. You know, um, absolutely. I love it. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, So tip number three is something that we started covering, um, but this is one that I'm really passionate about. And I know, I know for a fact that I have not always been good at this. So if you're listening and you're like, Amy's not good at this, just know that I know (laughs) that I haven't been. And it's only in going through some of these challenging things myself that I realize how important it is. But I was actually listening to a podcast interview with Sheryl Sandberg, who went through the death death of her husband not so long ago. And she was saying that the most important thing is to offer specific help instead of saying, oh, let me know if you need anything to be like, I'd love to bring you a meal tomorrow. What kinds of things do you like? You know, like really, really specific in your help because it's so hard for the person going through a hard time to ask um, that it makes a huge difference to know like, okay, this, this is what this person wants to do. How do I take advantage of that? Yeah. And, and if the person kind of meanders with like, I don't know, then you might want to say like, what do you keep running out of? You know, then you go back to the stable thing, like ask specific questions about what is your biggest roadblock right now to get through your day? you know, feeding your family wise, like you keep running out of, you know, whatever it is, your drink, you always drink, or, you know, ask the specifics because the open-ended questions are never going to get you anything anywhere unless someone is like really on it. (laughs) (laughs) How do you like people to ask to help you? Like, what does that sound like? Um, I usually like someone to ask me, would you prefer I brought you a meal? Would you prefer I help you with the kids? Yeah. Because depending on the day, the answer would change. Right. Because I might, I might be like, I already made dinner for tonight, but could you just take one of my kids who's being impossible right now? Um, so I think giving an either or option makes somebody answer you honestly. I love that. Uh, yeah. That's what I prefer right now. Because yeah. um, I just think that when you're in this kind of place, you are so clouded by the issue that you, you're, you're not even planning ahead. Forget it. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I don't know how we're going to get through today. So, you know, the more you can just simplify their lives, the better. Yeah. I think that's probably a good add on to this is like when you are offering something, have it be really like time relevant, like in the next week, because so often, 
even with a new baby, it's like, I don't know what I'm going to need next week because I have no idea what to expect, right? And so it's best to reach out in close proximity to when you're offering the thing instead of saying like, oh, you know, can I help you sometime soon? Because it's like for so many of us who are just going through our lives, the days pass really quickly and a week seems like nothing. But for someone like you who's caring for a little one who's in like a body cast and then you have two other kids to take care of, it's like I imagine that the minutes are hours and the hours are days. It's like a call of help for this afternoon is actually the most helpful thing. Absolutely, absolutely, 100% true, especially as we're getting, it's like we're almost done, but it still feels far away. I have never had time move so slowly than it has the past two weeks. You know, I always think, oh, days go by so quickly, it'll be fine, it'll be three weeks. And I'm like, why are we still doing this? Like, (laughs) how is this still happening right now? Um, How is it only Wednesday? (laughs) Honestly, um, I I almost want to suggest to people, listen, if you're a busy person, but you have good intentions, set reminders in your calendar Mm. to be like, remember this person is going through hell and you might want to even just reach out to them and be like, I'm thinking about you, you know, sometimes they're just lonely, you know, um, or need someone to vent to, you know, maybe it's not even doing anything. It's just being there. Um, and being an emotional support. I love that. Um, And it takes us to our final tip, which has very little to do with food. So why don't you take us into that one and we can dive into this a bit more. I think, uh, one thing I said to my friend the other day when she said, what do you need? What do you need? I said, honestly, right now I'm inundated with help to the point where I'm trying to manage like, okay, you bring me this meal then. I said, call me in two weeks when everyone's forgotten. And I was like, listen, I know, and I don't expect people to be doting on us for weeks. It's fine. But there's going to be a point where we're going to be like super stressed out and everyone's moved on to somebody else's issue probably. Um, And I would suggest number four is the tip of keep checking in and keep asking and try not to forget these people um, as they're not going to forget you when it happens to you. Um, And I've just seen this happen on such a small scale right now. I can only imagine when someone goes through like six months of treatment or, you know, their children's in and out of the hospital. Eventually people are like, Oh, they figured it out. You know, yeah, probably not. <laughs> I, I feel, I've seen this in action like so much, both personally and watching friends where it's like, especially with something like cancer, like you go through treatment and people were sort of primed to believe like, okay, they've been through treatment. Like now they're getting better. Everything's better. And it's like, in so many cases, that's the farthest thing from the truth. Like, even if they are getting better physically, they are still struggling with all the implications of like waiting and finding out and taking care of their family and trying to be a normal person, but like not really feeling like one. And Mm you are, you're inundated with help at the beginning of like a big life thing happening, even having a baby, right? But no one checks in like three months in when you're more sleep deprived than you've ever been in your entire life. And is like, hey, can I like bring you a bag of the best coffee that exists and a bottle of Mm -hmm. wine? Because I know that's what you need right now. Absolutely. I love the idea of what you said of putting it in your calendar because gosh, like I can't even remember to eat breakfast some mornings lately, which is that's a big deal in my world. Like I never forget to eat, but that's how busy life has been. It's hard to think of somebody else's situation, but if I had it on my calendar to be like every couple of weeks, like check in, not because it's a chore, but because I want to, and I'm holding myself accountable to that, that would really help me with my longevity of checking in with people and realizing like, 
just because I feel like they're done with this doesn't mean that they're actually done with this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And sometimes that's when the spouse crashes is -hmm. when all the stress is like either relieved or all that stuff is, and then they kind of come down and they're like, I don't even know what just happened. And they may get sick or whatever, because they've just been holding themselves together for so long. Well, like you're Um, running on adrenaline, right? And that, and help might look different at that point. Like it might not be a matter of bringing a meal, but it might be like going out for a drink together or, um, you know, giving them a minute to go get their nails done or go to the doctor themselves or whatever it looks like. Yeah. Or just say, listen, let's go for a walk and just let the person talk because they probably need someone to talk to about it. Um, you know, and sometimes it may be like, you might have to push them a little bit and be like, no, really, let's go. I'm here. I'm showing up at your doorstep. We need to get, you need to get it up. Um, I think showing up is just so underrated because people are so not present anymore. And as, we were, as we were talking about this, I was thinking like, this is my bonus tip, which is help doesn't just have to come in the form of food, right? Which I know a lot of people know, but we've focused on food here because that's, that's at least what I know. Um, and it's the space I'm most comfortable in. But as we're talking, I'm realizing like there are so many ways to help, even if it's just a text message or a phone call or, um, you know, you had mentioned like offering to take care of a sibling or in my case, like maybe offering to take care of a grandkid so that like I could focus on helping my dad or whatever it is. Like there are so many ways. And so I wouldn't let your inability to help with food because you are not local be a deterrent to helping in some way, or maybe food's not your thing. Like, right. I mean, you could say, let me mow your lawn because you probably don't have the time anymore. Um, or whatever, whatever your gift is that you may be good at might be exactly what they need. Yeah. I love that. That's like, bring your gift to the table, Mm -hmm. right? Like, Mm -hmm. even if it's just like the gift of like, I have a little bit of time and I can help alleviate some stress for you by giving you some of it. Yeah. Do you want me to mop your floors or whatever it is? (laughs) (laughs) The answer to that is always yes. (laughs) Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think that will be the most comforting thing for them. And also the thing you feel most comfortable doing um, is offering your gifts. So that pretty much wraps up our tips. I would love it if our listeners would comment on our Facebook share any more tips, because I think that the more the merrier and the better off everyone will be. If you have a personal experience with ideas, um, please comment and share some better tips and, and let us know how people have helped you and how you'd love to be helped and, and all that fun stuff. Yeah. I love the idea of crowdsourcing the best ways to help either from what you've experienced or what you have done that has really worked. And you can find us on Facebook at real food talk for real parents or real food talk with real parents. And you can also find us you can also find our um, website at averyfullplate.com and that's where you'll find the show notes with all kinds of recipes that would work for this sort of thing. Some of the things that we talked about here so that you can quickly access those if you're in need of helping someone out. Absolutely. We should share all of our resources on the notes. Cool. Thanks so all much. Right. I'm so glad you guys listen in on this topic. Can't wait to hear from you more and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening.